How well do we know our children? Are we growing closer as the days turn into years? Or is a generation gap developing? You know, join us on Happy the Home as we explore what in their world is going on. Welcome to Happy the Home program number two, which is entitled, What in Their World is Going On? And if you are following along with the companion book that we encouraged you in the last program, we're on chapter two, obviously program two goes with chapter two, and it's going to follow that way all the way through. What in Their World is Going On? That, that's an interesting title, and you'll, you'll find out fully why as we go on. And we're really excited because this, again, is a program that you do, not something you just watch. So tonight, today, you're going to go away with something tangible to do. So let's get right into it. As you and I travel um, with our ministry, Restoration International, we, we find that there's families where parents like to talk with other parents and children and youth that like to talk with the other children and youth and it's almost like there's two uh, independent parties and there's not a lot of uh, communication going between those two groups other than when it's, hey, kids, come here or go to bed or, you know, it's time to eat. Um, what's the dangers with that? Do you see that as a problem? Well, first of all, I'd like to define what that is. We really would class that as the generation gap. And the gap seems to be getting bigger, not smaller, as time goes on. That, that's going to play in, I think, as the, as the family gets older, there, there's going to be some challenges later on where we're really going to need a close connection with each other. And if that generation gap, as you called it, has built up over the years, then we're going to find that this communication isn't happening. And then all kinds of, we're going to get all kinds of trouble as a result of the generation gap. So what would you see, Carolyn, as the... Where does the generation gap start? What, what causes it? Is, is it the children's fault or is it the no, parents' fault? It's not the or, children's fault. Or is it just fault. happens? It's not the children's fault. It often starts when they're very young and the parents have not stopped doing the things they were doing before children. They want to keep up those things and have children just as kind of like an appendage to life. Right. And, and an addition to life, not realizing what a commitment that takes to that child to be a part of that child's life. And so the child comes and goes and does its thing while the parents are doing theirs and so it can start even from toddler age that the parents are on a different plane to their children and because it starts right then it gets bigger and bigger and often parents don't realize the seriousness of where that can lead to in later so, life so we we feed them and we clothe them and we take them to school and we do all that kind of stuff isn't that enough but we don't enter into their life right to who they really are okay so I, I get the picture. So that's got to be, there's got to be something that uh, stops parents tuning in to their children that way. What, what would that be? Well, I think, you know, years ago, families were much more close-knit and they did things together. But life today has got, got us doing so many different things. There's so many engagements and social things we're involved in. So I would say the number one is overcommitment. 
there's too many things to be involved in. You know, people were committed years back. I mean, I'm talking 100 years back, but they, they did it together as a family. You know, mm -hmm. it was whatever it was, milking the cows, hauling the water up so the family could take a bath. I mean, we're not at that point now. No. So well, what seems to happen these days is that we're involved in so many things. We take our children here and there and everywhere, and we chauffeur them around all these different places, but we're not actually connecting with them, even though we might be in the same vehicle going to the same place. Right. And I know that a lot of those of you who are viewing, I mean, 3ABN is a Christian network, so I'm presuming that a number of you go to church, not necessarily all of you, of course. But, you know, you would have thought, well, going to church as a family, we are connecting. There isn't any chance of a generation gap if we're going to church. But it's not always that way. Well, I know that in a lot of churches and, and the church that we attend, the first thing we do when we get there is we all go to our separate classes and we learn about our separate things and then we do come together for the main service but you know let me challenge you as viewers and and really this program which is entitled what uh, what in their world is going on the whole point of this program is we want you as parents uh, as we have challenged ourselves as parents to just tune in to your children's world and find out what is going on. And as we do that, I think you will find, as we have found, that it's not so easy to tune into their world because we are tuned into our own little world and we are actually inadvertently tuning the children out. Well, that's, you know, that's because we're just we get so tuned into our own personal interests. There's a lot of things out there. You know, the telephone for us girls is something that can kind of cat. We get caught up on, and we, our children kind of phase into the background. For guys, dare I say it, sports is a big one. Right. You know that. Yeah, all, all those things. I was talking a little bit about church and how you can think that church is the, if we're going to church, then we're together as a family. But, you know, I want to challenge you. How is it on the way to church as you drive there as a family? You know, is it just silence? And then when you get there, the children get all animated with their friends and we get all animated with our friends. And then on the way back, it's all quiet again. <laughs> you know, that, if that is the case, then that would be, I, that's not necessarily wrong, but it would be the early signs of a, a generation gap. Or maybe the, the kids have got their uh, earbuds in and they're in their own world and then they pop out into church or social engagement world and we're there but not together and then we go back and they're back into their world. So, you know, you talked about parents and their overcommitments. You talked about men and some of their sports. You know, I know another thing for us guys is that we can give 110% to our employment. And, you know, especially with the world the way it is these days, praise God if you've got a job. But we can give so much energy to our employment or to our business that when we get home at the end of the day, it's just kind of like... Oh, man, am I glad to be home. <laughs> and we stick our feet up and, you know, it's, then the children come over and they say, hey, Daddy, let me show you such and such. It's like, don't bother me. I've had a hard day at work. The last thing I need is kids bothering me. I mean, isn't, I've, I've said those words, uh, not quite like that, because, but I've said, you know, Caleb, this is important. Daddy just needs to have some downtime and you kind of push them away. But there's only so many times you can do that. The children have got a social need. They've got a social, they need a social outlet. And it, it needs to be more mom and dad. If well, we keep pushing them away, they're going to find friends elsewhere. The other thing I think that 
creates this gap is what I would call busyness or life. You know, you, at the end of the year, you get a Christmas letter or a New Year's letter from people from, you haven't seen all year. And what does it typically say? We're all busy, busy, busy. Everybody's busy doing, doing, doing. They don't have time for their, each other anymore. They don't have time for friends necessarily. And they certainly don't have time for family. And I think that has had a lot to do with it. This life has just got us on a roll of busyness. And it's got us on a roll of busyness in the children are busy as well. Mm -hmm. oh, they're, yeah. they're busy having fun, but we're all going in separate directions. And we want to try and pull that together you know the happy the home series is a step-by-step -step mm -hmm. series and program number one which we we had last time was talking about praying for commitment and determination and praying for our children this program is really all about tuning into their world you know we're told in scripture it's in proverbs 27 23 it says be diligent to know the state of your flock and attend to your herds well what's that got to do with parenting you might not have any flocks or you might not have any herds but <laughs> i think you you know what it's saying it's saying be diligent to know the state of your family and attend you know put some time and effort into and in this program this is step number two. All we're trying to do is tune in to our children. You know. So how do we tune into their world? That, that's a good question. And I, I've thought this through a little bit. And 3ABN is a TV network and a radio network that is transmitting 24-7 out to the whole world. It is transmitting its message out and only... Only those that are tuned in, like you're tuned in and watching 3ABN right now, so you are receiving the message. But if you're not tuned in, if your TV is off, then 3ABN is still transmitting. You're just not getting it. And I wonder how many of us parents are getting it, getting what our children, because our children are like 3ABN in terms of they are transmitting their likes and their dislikes, their wants, their needs, um, even well, some of their emotions. It seems to me the best place to tune into our children would be to find out what's going on in their bedrooms. Bedrooms can be a scary place. Now, parents, <laughs> you may not have been there for a, a number of years, <laughs> but we want to encourage you today to take a look in your child's bedroom, not to be a snoop and to poke around, but just walk in there if you haven't been there in a while and see what it's like. You may be scared. It may be a scary place. I've been scared as I've gone into my children's bedrooms, opened the closet door, and things start popping out at me. It's like, woo, this isn't very pleasant. You know, so you're, not, you're just trying to find out what, what are they on, what, what's in their world. And, you know, scary. I can remember being around about Hannah's age, and I didn't like the lunches my mother would pack for me. And so rather than dealing with that... Hannah is our 14-year-old daughter. Our 14-year-old daughter, I beg your pardon, yes. I was around about that age. And so I would stuff these sandwiches under the bed in my bedroom. And they were under there for weeks. I just pretended they weren't there until they went moldy and yucky and horrible. Now, you may not find moldy sandwiches under your children's bed, but, you know, if your children are into those teen years, maybe you're going to find a cigarette packet. That can be pretty scary, parents, can't That can be pretty shocking. 
this program is not encouraging you to go deal with the problem when you find it. Well, let, let me interrupt you there. The reason that we are not encouraging you to go and deal with it is this is just what in their world is going on. We are just simply trying gathering to... Gathering data. Gathering data. It's coming to us. Our biggest battle, if we follow through with this, and I hope you do, because we're, we're trying to give you something real practical that you can go away and do... The hardest thing for us as parents is if we go in there and we find all kinds of stuff, we find some DVDs or we find some magazines or, or whatever, and we don't like it. The hardest thing for us to do is not going to be to blast the children out. Which is why we had step one, chapter one, the first program was prayer. Because you're going to need to be on your knees right there when you find that scary stuff that you didn't want to see in your child's bedroom. So if you're bumping into some of that right after this program, don't be discouraged. Be on your knees and ask the Lord to help you. And we're going to guide you through this over these next few programs as to what to do about that. There's a, there's so, a saying, ignorance is bliss. But it isn't. But it really isn't in this situation. If the children are up to stuff, you know, another area I want to talk about is... And it almost seems like it's being designed, and that is the techie world, mm -hmm. because the techie world is taking up a big part of um, teenagers, but it's getting younger. I mean, the, there's eight, nine-year-olds who have got iPhones and iPods and the such like. So, you know, they are, their world is this little small screen, and it's very entertaining to them, and they've, they've got all kinds of things going on there, but it's invisible from the parents. I want to challenge you as parents. I, you know, this is another place where the generation gap is real oh, obvious yeah. because mom says, I don't know what to do with it. I mean, you know, so she thinks that nothing bad can go on it. But you know, parents, most of the, the cell phones or the iPods or these days, you can be all over the web seeing all kinds of stuff and reading all kinds of stuff. And you can think your children are just playing, you know, tic-tac-toe or something. You know, it does a lot more than that. So I don't want to labor this too much, but you've got to ask yourself some questions. If you can't answer these questions, I'll give you a tip of what you can do. But, you know, what kind of JPEG images are your children sending each other? If you knew the stats of what pictures go around between teenagers, you'd want to know what your teenager was doing. You know, what social network sites are they on and what friends are they, um, do they have and what are they communicating about? Somehow, we have to know that. You know, that makes me think of that, that illustration. Well, let, let me go. If, if some of that doesn't mean much to you, then take a visit to internetsafety101.org. So it's internetsafety. No, sorry, I'll say it again. Internetsafety101.org. There they'll talk you through step by step, you know, how to investigate that a little bit with your kids. Ignorance is not bliss, parents. You, if your children have got access to the web at school or at home or on the phone or on your phone or on the computer, you need to know what is going on. As we travel all over the country, we get to hear the sad stories that come to us from, from parents, from families. And there was a 13-year-old girl, some of you may have heard about this story, who began to start getting to know a boy over Facebook, I believe it was. She'd never met this boy, but they were communicating over Facebook, and they built a relationship over Facebook. And then, for whatever reason, he started to kind of get mean, and he began to tell her... Well, he, he got her affection. She was really fond of him, wasn't he, and was almost devoted to oh, him. Oh, yeah. They had a real 
relationship going. And then he began to start saying mean stuff. And they, again, they'd never met face to face. This was all electronic relationship, if you will. And he began to say stuff. And eventually he said, you know, the world would be a better place without you. And she took it to heart, friends. And she took her own life. And it was just a little while later, it was discovered he never existed. It was somebody down the street who was jealous of the family. But friends, the parents didn't know. There was the generation gap. They had no idea what was going on in her world. And so we challenge you. And if you're not techie, and I wasn't ever particularly techie, but these days I'm on techie stuff. We're using techie <laughs> stuff right here. We're not using pieces of paper. We're using techie stuff well, because we're going to be in their world. That's right. One of the reasons that we are pushing our limits and mm -hmm. getting used to you know, all these <laughs> things is because our kids want them. And so, you know, they are not going to know how to drive something that I'm not going to be involved in as well. So parents, be warned that the techie world, whilst it's invisible to you, it may be very visible to them. So I want to go back to the bedroom because that's kind of where we're finding what we're going to find. And, you know, if you're a Christian family, I'd encourage you to take a look and see, for example, your child has a Bible, I'm fairly sure. Where is the Bible in the bedroom? Is it dusty under a pile of other things, hardly can be found? That's going to tell you kind of an indication to where their heart is with the Lord. And, you know, what, what's on the walls? What posters do they have? Are those posters going to encourage their spirituality or is it going to take them away from that? And, you know, sometimes when I've been in my children's bedrooms, I've been in my son's room and his Bible is under a pile of stuff. But quite often I'm encouraged to be able to say that he likes to set his room out all pretty and nice and has it all lovely. Now, the closet might be a bit of a disaster, but, you know, the <laughs> desk looks pretty and there will be his Bible with some kind of a centerpiece arrangement on his desk. That warms my heart to see that. Now, that might not be what you see after this program when you go take a look. But we want to today just find out what is going on, get a reality check on where are they, and then we can start moving on from there. It's, you know, we said that this program is going to be practical. I hope you're getting a sense that this isn't some great leap. You know, it's like, come on, give us, give us something, something more um, complicated to do. All we're asking you to do is take a little bit of time out of your busy life as a parent and tune in to the world of your children. They're transmitting and we need to be receiving. Listen to their, if they're on the phone, listen to their conversations. Again, you know, we're not asking you to go snooping around, but be a kind of a, a secret detective or a private detective, just figuring out, not for anything malicious, but you know, we are going to be going step by step, taking our children on a journey and taking ourselves on a journey. Mm -hmm. So we've been praying for power, now we're being observant. You know, and a kind of an off the point uh, that I think we've got time for here is um, the main point we want to leave you with is what in, the what in their world is going on. But it's worth asking ourselves at this point, what in our world is going mm -hmm. on? You know, what are we spending our time on? Where, where are we going in life? You know, if we're going this way and our children are going that way, then... There's too many broken families around us that, 
you know, if we don't want our family to turn out like many of the families ahead of us in years, you know, you know, maybe we've got little children, they're five and seven or whatever, and, and it's kind of like, oh, man, it's too bad that, you know, the people up the road there, that, you know, their, their daughter just kind of ran away. She had enough of home, or liking the illustration of that lady on Facebook. Um, that's too bad, but if we are just following the same pattern, you and I, Paul and Carolyn, if we are just doing the same parenting as they are, then we are going to reap the same responses and the same happiness or um, devastation that they're reaping because we're just a few years behind. You know, we have said for years that if, if God leads us to do it, we are going to do it in our family because we want our children to, to grow up to be children that honor God, that respect God, that people can say, I can rely on Hannah. I can rely on Caleb. You know, when they're 20 and 25 or whatever, and they're out there in the workplace, a lot of that starts when our children are just this age. And we can't allow that, that, jetted, that dreaded generation gap to separate us from them. So, off the point. We were going to go off the point a little bit. What in our world is going on? What are some of the things that we should be looking at in our own life as parents? Well, we need to be seeing what we're spending our time doing. What are we listening to? What are we watching? What are we observing? What are we reading? You know, those are all the kinds of things you're going to find in your child's bedroom as you look there. Their music, as we said, their posters, their reading material. You know, what was the last thing they were looking at on the web? You're going to start to get a feel for where those things are taking your child. Which direction are they taking your child? And it's the same for us in the family. And so, you know, a little tip, a little side note, is something that we have chosen to do. About once a year, we like to look through what do we have in our home? What videos? What games? What books, you know, what different things do we have and which direction do those things take us, tend to lead us toward? And it can be quite shocking sometimes. You can feel like, you know, we're doing pretty good. We, you know, we go to church once a week and we do all those good things and we wouldn't let our children do this, this and this. But meanwhile, things can kind of sneak into the home without us realizing, not because our children are being sneaks, but they just kind of get there somehow. And so our encouragement is to go through and start taking a look at what you have. And then be thinking about what you can get rid of. Because a lot of what we do as parents is affecting our children. Oh, yeah. So we can hardly come down on them and say, hey, what are these DVDs doing in your room? If they say, well, I got them off the shelf in your bedroom. (laughs) It's like, ouch. You know, one of the hardest things to do if you, and you and I have had this conversation before, one of the hardest things to do is if you find something out about your children. Maybe you've gone into the bedroom and you, know, you found some stuff and you think, And it wasn't sandwiches, it was no, worse. And it's like, the temptation is to want to fix that right away. Oh yeah. And I've done it. Yeah, we've oh, both I've, done it. You, you say, children, you need to come here. There's something we need to talk about. Come to your bedroom. And you just kind of blurt it all out. And what does that really do? Yeah, for, what, what does that do as far as reaching the hearts of our children? The whole purpose here... I'll tell you what it does. Instantly it puts up a wall because the children are like, well, I'm not going to be open with them. Look what kind of a reaction they had. Well, a wall is like another gap. But the whole point of this section in the programs is that we're trying to win their hearts. That's right. So, parents, I have another 
text for you. This is probably one of the hardest texts in all the Bible to do. <laughs> you are going to need every bit of a connection with God. Uh, even if it's the, a little bit that you have or a lot, you're going to need it all. It's in James chapter 1 and verse 19. It says that every man, and in case you're wondering, moms, this is you as well, that's mankind. Let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. <laughs> now, how we tend to do that without God in our lives is we are quick to get angry, to wrath. We're very quick to speak. And we're slow to hear anything that anybody else might be trying to say. <laughs> so it's the opposite to what we're normally used to. So parents, if you find stuff, then just take it to the Lord. Don't say anything to the children at this point. In fact, you've got to cultivate the opposite. If you found stuff that you didn't want to find, you've got to be extra nice to the children because we're going to take you in the next step or several steps on, several programs on how to deal with this in a Christ-like way. We're not going to ignore it. It's going to be real. So what you're really saying is we moms don't want to freak out when we find stuff that we don't want to find. And I know, especially for you, you're such an earnest mom and there's probably other earnest moms out there that really, when they find out something is wrong, they want to jump in and fix it. Well, and maybe it's going to turn you to tears. And if it does, take those tears to the Lord privately. He's seen it all. He knows the situation, and now you know about it. And it's your opportunity to give it to the Lord, to trust in Him, to help the problem to be fixed. But diving into the problem is not going to fix it right now. So it's just a start point. It's just the point that we're, we're going to move on, and we're going to take that in the next few programs and, and work with it. You know, we want to invite you to... Uh, join us again after the break. We'll have a short break here because after the break, we're going to get into that challenge, that step forward, specifically what you need to do to get from this point into the next point. Remember the illustration of we're just going step by step. We're going to give you step two right after the break. So today's your opportunity to begin tuning in to their world. If you haven't been tuned in before, don't feel like today you've got to get all the answers to your questions. You have to find out every last thing, but start the process. You're going to be going into their rooms, finding out what's going on in there, gathering data about who they are if you've lost track with who they are. When you're next out in social engagement, maybe you're at church or with friends, see who your friends are associating with. Cruise by and listen to their conversations, not because you're a snoop, but because you want to become part of their world. You know, really what you're doing there is outlining the step forward for this program. The step forward, as Carolyn was saying, is start investigating the, the associations, the likes and dislikes of your children so that you can take that information and move on. You know, it, um, we've covered it all in the program. We're just kind of reviewing here their music, the, their techie world. You know, it's, it's invisible to some parents because they don't want to have anything to do with it. But if, if maybe the husband's more techie, you say, hey, if your husband's not watching the program, maybe say, hey, sweetie, I need you to just do some investigation. Find out what the kids are listening to on their iPods or, or whatever devices they have. So please don't rush into this like a bull in a china shop. Like we've got to find out everything about our children. Just, just 
Now that your children are like 3ABN television, they are constantly transmitting, and now you want to tune in. Just as Carolyn said, be observant. Find out all those different things so that you can... Then we're going to take this information, and in the next couple of programs, we're going to develop it. It's been great having you with us. Join us for the next program on Happy the Home.